Big Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's Build the Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. If you are here, here's what I hope that you're looking for, because this is what you're going to get, how to get more people to your podcast, how to make people care about your message, how to make money with your podcast, how to make a podcast people care about. No longer will you have to get together with your family and have somebody say, are you still doing that thing on the internet that you're talking to a microphone? No, it's something to be proud of. It's a real business with a real audience making real money. This is the audio edition of my weekly newsletter. It's called Big Podcast Insider. You can find it online at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Everything that I'm talking about will be linked if you go there. And here is what we're talking about. How to never miss an interview. How an end-of-year survey can improve your podcasting strategy. How to pronounce names right. Catch audio problems in podcast interviews before they happen. Whisper trans... Wait a minute. Whisper transcribe. Transcribe your podcast with AI. Do you find that a little bit creepy? All that ASMR thing? <laughs> Whisper transcribe. Transcribe your podcast with AI. Who did this? Also, some classified ads, things that will help you grow your podcast, build your audience, make money with your podcast, the things that we talk about on this podcast. This episode of Build a Big Podcast is brought to you by Riverside.fm, a leading platform to record studio quality, remote podcast and video. You know, people are judging you on your audio. And I'm not just talking about your family that you're going to hang out with during the holidays. I'm talking about everybody. So you want the best recording quality that you can get? Riverside helps you do that with unbelievably high recording quality, regardless of your or your guest's internet connection. And this is how they do it. It's called a double ender. Everything's recorded locally, then synced up on the cloud, man. You can then download those tracks, edit them however you want to. It's very easy for your guests to use because you know what you're doing, but do your guests know what they're doing? Well, they got an iPhone. There's even an iPhone app. You can talk into it just like making a phone call, but it's going to sound even better. And don't just trust me. Check it out for yourself. Riverside's going to give you a couple of hours for free. Go to Riverside.fm. Test it out. It's going to make you and your guests sound great. Go to Riverside.fm. Here's the code if you want to stick around. It's Big Podcast. B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Go to Riverside.fm. Get a couple of hours for free. If you want to stick around, 15% off with the code B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. As I mentioned, this is the audio edition of the weekly newsletter that I've got. It's called Big Podcast Insider. You can find it at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Every week, I send out a few things that I need to know about. I come back here and on the audio edition, talk about them a little bit more. And as I go from thing to thing to thing, you're going to hear this sound. That's how you know that I'm switching things. And that's how you know if you need more information, you can go to newsletter.bigpodcast.com. You ready? Here we go. How to never miss an interview. I have done hundreds of interviews over the years, many of them remote and across time zones. Have you ever been on a cruise ship? A cruise ship, much like this podcast, goes from thing to thing to thing. When you stop at a destination, regardless of where in the world you are, you work from the ship's time zone. That makes sure everybody's on the same page, gets them back on board before the ship leaves port. Because if you're not on board, man, that ship's leaving. They're not waiting for everybody. You ever seen that happen? I have. <laughs> speedboat comes up on the side of this big cruise ship they're dropping some guy off they've got services like that so if you miss your ship eh, maybe you got a second chance but maybe not kind of like your interviews i do something similar regardless of where in the world my guest is i work from eastern time and i'm not even on eastern time people say oh yeah of course you do you're on eastern time no i'm not i'm on central but eastern time sometimes i say new york city time people know how to calculate based on that when you get into central Mountain. Arizona, they don't switch. They got their own time zone. 
When you get into India Standard Time, do you know India Standard Time? It's not plus five, plus six. It's plus five and a half, plus six and a half. There's an extra half hour. That makes it especially confusing to people. But even people in the United States, it's like they've never left where they are. They don't understand how to calculate time zones. So make it as easy as possible on people. You don't just have to say 1 p.m. Eastern. You could say, we're going to do 1 p.m. Eastern. Where in the world are you? You could do the calculation for them. Well, I'm in Pacific time. I'm in Los Angeles. All right, back it up three hours. That's 10 a.m. for you. Well, I'm in Nashville. Okay, that's noon for you. You can help them with that. But everybody works from Eastern time. So when you go to your calendar and you've got everything written down, you don't have to think, oh, wait a minute, was that his time zone or my time zone? You know that it's going to be Eastern time. That way, when you send out the invites, when you mention it in the emails that you send, the text messages that you send out, you know which time zone you're working from. If you really want to make it easy on yourself, in addition to working from Eastern time, get an automated booking platform. I've got one linked. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. It's called TidyCal. 30 bucks, man. Not fancy. It's going to get the job done, though. It's going to make sure that you're on the same page as the guest. The guest knows when to show up. You know when to show up. Because it's like that ship. Maybe you're going to get back on board. But maybe not. Even if the thing gets delayed 30 minutes, an hour. Let's be honest, man. It takes energy to get a good interview out of people. You've got to show up in a certain way. Your guest has to show up in a certain way. And again, after doing hundreds of interviews, I know this firsthand. If a guest comes in, let's say you're meeting in person, the guest has had to fight traffic, the guest is running a little bit late. Ooh, people are flustered, man. You don't want to bring that kind of energy into your interview. Not only does a person have to show up with the correct energy, if you're doing a remote interview, you got to go through the tech stuff. You know, people get weird, man. So make it as easy as possible on them. Set yourself up to have a great interview. Work from Easter time. More information on this, link to that calendar program for only 30 bucks newsletter.bigpodcast.com. How an end of year survey can improve your podcasting strategy. I've got some good info for you. It's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com about how to structure a survey for your listeners and use the info that you get from them to make a better podcast. We're going into a brand new year. You're thinking to yourself, new year, new you. I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to lose 15 pounds and I'm going to grow this podcast. Hey man, I can't help you lose any weight unless you're listening to me when you're at the gym. Are you doing that? You can do it. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe to make that happen. But as far as growing your podcast, I can help you. Asking your audience, here are three types of questions that they recommend asking. One, something numeric. Two, something about the value of the podcast. Three, something that is open-ended. Let's talk about them. I rarely recommend using numeric questions. And numeric questions are, on a scale of one to 10, how likely would you be to recommend this podcast? Or on a scale of one to five, how much do you like this podcast? It's not really helpful by itself, but what it's going to allow you to do when you lead with a question like that, it's going to let you segment who really likes the podcast, who's sort of in the middle, and who doesn't like the podcast. Now, keep in mind that somebody's going to do a voluntary survey, especially somebody who would follow up with you. They are self-selecting. They probably like your podcast, and that's okay. They're still going to think of ways that you can make it better, but are they giving you the full picture? I don't know. Don't let that keep you from asking. Here's the follow-up once you ask that numeric question. Why did you choose this rating? That's going to give you the information that you can actually use to make your podcast better. Numbers, four, five, six, 10. That's not helpful. Oh, I'm doing great. 10 out of 10. <laughs> it's in an ego stroke, man. 
so you can make your podcast better. Here's some other questions you can ask, which will help you to create better episodes. What does this podcast do for you? Why do you make time to listen to this podcast? Why is this podcast valuable for you? Those three questions, they're arguably the same questions said in different ways, but you know this from your interviewing. Sometimes when you ask a question in a different way, people start thinking about what you're saying in a different way. They're going to give you different answers because of that. And we're not looking for three specific answers here. What you're trying to do is get to the base questions of this. Why are people listening now? What they like about what you're doing and what is going to get them to continue to listen, tell their friends about your podcast, spend money with you. If you know why a podcast is valuable to a few people, it's probably going to be valuable for the same reason to other people. Maybe that's something to put into your marketing. And sometimes that stuff is secret. Sometimes you think that somebody's listening because of X, but it's really Y or maybe even Z. There are multiple reasons why people could listen to a podcast. You think they're there for one thing, they're there for a completely different thing. I've talked about Big Podcast AMP, audio monetization program. When this thing started, and I've been doing it not under the name Big Podcast AMP, it was originally called Big Podcast Blueprint. I thought people are going to get into this because they want the how. They want to know what to do to build a bigger podcast. They want to know how to grow the audience, have better content, be better host. They're here for the how. And what I found is that it's not the how. The how's part of it. But what people really like is the connection. They like to know that they're not alone. That there are other podcasters working as hard as they are. As a podcaster, you may have experienced this yourself. You're working hard. It seems like the people on Facebook, these other online forums, yeah, they're kind of hobbyists. It's worth it to you to hang out with other podcasters that are working as hard as you are. That wasn't the main sales pitch of the program at first. It was the how. Secondary thing that I learned from talking to people. You might have something similar with your podcast. By the way, if you're interested in Big Podcast AMP, audio monetization program, bigpodcast.com slash AMP. Let's review those three questions again. What does this podcast do for you? Why do you make the time to listen to this podcast? And why is this podcast valuable for you? You can do this via email, via an online form. If you want to go even deeper, something I suggest that you do is set up a few phone calls with listeners and talk to them individually. This is unbelievably valuable. Every time I start a new book project, I get on the phone with people. I've got the new book that I'm finishing up now. It's a launch plan, how to launch your podcast. Make sure you come out of the gate swinging. Talk to a lot of people about that. What is it that you're running into when you launch a podcast? What questions do you have? What problems are you having? What things did you think you knew how to do, but you really didn't know how to do? You don't have to talk a lot. Just listen. They're going to let you know. You want more information about this end of your strategy? I've got it. It's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. How to pronounce names right. Pronunciation can establish or undermine your credibility as a host. I've got tips from global correspondents that will help you get unfamiliar names correct. Personally, verifying names is something that I do with everybody the moment we start recording, not just for people with uncommon names. Not only is this a sign of respect, it will also keep you from looking like an idiot. There's a funny A&W root beer commercial. I've got it linked. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. 30 years old at this point. <laughs> a guy goes in for an interview and he says, hello, Mr. Dumbass. I'm pure dumbass material. I'd love to work for dumbass and dumbass. I'm all dumbass. And he's going on and on and on. And then the guy looks at him and he says, it's Dumas. <laughs> 
So if you ever hear somebody saying that, it's Dumas. That is a reference from an old A&W commercial. And that kind of stuff happens. I had an Irish singer that I was doing an episode with. Her name was Maureen O'Connell. And I'm thinking, okay, Sinead O'Connor, probably the most well-known Irish singer, at least in the United States. O'Connor or O'Connell? Again, her name's Maureen O'Connell. And I said, all right, David Hooper, Music Business Radio, we're back with Maureen O'Connor. Oh, and there's a funny clip of me online. It's a video. We're in the studio. And my engineer's like, oh, you did it again. You got to be careful. And it's little things like that. It could be a non-American name. It could be an American name. My name, David, there are a few pronunciations depending on where you are in the world. There's a funny South Park clip. Mexican kid named David comes to South Park. Cartman's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's David. <laughs> Listen to this. David. 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 Don't be that guy. If you got a wrong name story, I want to hear it. Look me up. Mastodon. Blue Sky. Threads. I am there. And if you want these tips from foreign correspondents, I've got them linked. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Catch audio problems and podcast interviews before they happen. This is a checklist from NPR producers to help you catch potential pitfalls before and during interviews, whether remote or in person. Worth noting, especially if you're doing an outdoor or remote interview, there are a lot of things that are going on. And if you're not aware that this is going to be an issue, sometimes it's too late by the time you are aware that it is an issue for you to do anything about it. For example, I've had more than a couple of times somebody's got a beard, they're all up on the mic, and I'm not hearing the scratchiness of it, and that is tough to get rid of. In fact, you kind of got to work with whatever you get. But anyway, little things like that, that could throw a good interview off. This is some good advice. Again, I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I'm going to talk about three of these things. These are some very common things you might run into. Phone and mic placement. If your guest is using a phone, have them hold it like a phone. If the audio is still popping, tell them to rotate the phone so the mouthpiece is below the chin or jawline. Do not do a pizza slice position. Sometimes you see people do this where they've got it like they're going to eat the phone. People generally end up holding the phone way too close to their mouth when that happens. They're seeing you on a professional mic or they've seen people use professional mics. That's a different thing. So you've got to watch out for that. Maybe you've got an engineer on the line, somebody who's listening for this stuff while you're conducting the interview. Maybe not though. And again, sometimes when you're in an interview, especially if you're doing something from a remote location, you're not always paying attention to the engineering stuff because you're worried about the interview stuff. Do be aware of these things. It's good to monitor yourself as you're doing these interviews. They talk about using earbuds. Monitoring is thrown off. I mean, your voice, the way you're used to hearing it, is not through earbuds. So when you've got your ears plugged up, People talk louder because they're used to monitoring themselves in a different way. Singers, you may have seen this, they'll use one headphone or a phone slightly off so they can hear the natural tone of the room and how their voice is reacting within the room, not just through the headphones. Go look at a singer in the studio. You're going to see that. If you leave one earbud dangling and it's the one with the mic, you're going to be in trouble. Now that's assuming you're using an earbud mic. That's not something I would recommend, but you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Sometimes that's the only way for you to get an interview. You've got to work with what you've got. But when you do work with what you've got, you want to be aware of these things. Also, that mic hanging down on like a fuzzy jacket, a jangly jacket's got a lot of metal, you've got a lot of jewelry, that can be a problem. 
These are all things that you're not even going to think of because you don't hear them in normal interaction or you think they are normal in interaction, just like we don't hear breathing in normal interaction, but we're going to hear it in recordings. This is why you want this list. Also, room tone. After the interview, pause and have a moment of silence as you continue recording. Get a minute or two of room tone. That way you can remove the room tone from the final recording if needed. Maybe you're doing something in the kitchen, for example. Kitchens are notorious for having a motor within the refrigerator that comes through on the tape. You're not going to hear it, but the microphone that's going to the tape is hearing it. And you're going to hear it when you get back into the studio and review the tape. If you've got room tone, just the room tone, that's going to be an easier way for you to remove that refrigerator from your tape. But it's not just a refrigerator. It could be anything. All rooms have sounds. We just don't notice them. But you'll notice them, for example, let's say you're looking to buy a house. You go into a house, there's no furniture. You can hear that room tone that echo and reverberation within the room. Maybe you go into a theater and it's a dead room. They've got these huge curtains used to absorb the sound. It's like, man, it's dead in here. That's room tone and all rooms have it. Not just theaters, not just empty houses. It's worth noting that a good recorder, and I recommend something that records in 32-bit float, that can solve a lot of recording problems. Here's the reason. A 32-bit float recorder is collecting so much data. If you clip something, There's good data under that bad data. Remove the bad data, get the good data. And again, there's so much of it. If there's something that wasn't recorded well, you can boost that without boosting what they call a noise floor, more or less the room tone. Imagine, think of it as maybe like tape hiss. If you want to go way back in the day, analog recording, eight tracks, cassettes, vinyl records even. Sometimes you hear that that hiss. And if you have the good signal that you're trying to boost with that hiss, that hiss is going to be boosted too. Not so much with 32-bit float. NPR is great for going out on the road, getting a lot of remote recordings. I've got all the lessons linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Whisper transcribe. Whisper transcribe. Transcribe your podcast with AI. This is a tool for you to transcribe audio and convert podcasts into written content. OpenAI, you've heard of them. ChatGPT, you know OpenAI. Whisper is OpenAI's state-of-the-art transcription technology. It's very powerful. It's very accurate. If you are in need of transcripts, this is a good option. And if you think transcripts aren't important for podcasters, I've got a video for you. It is linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Ironically, they're actually talking about SiriusXM which is in a lawsuit over transcripts. And I'm not trying to scare you on that. I don't think that's going to be an issue for you. But the way that this video is done, it's in American Sign Language. And you go there, and if you don't know American Sign Language, you're like, what? What is it? You know because of the transcripts. That is the reason that transcripts are important. It's going to bring more people into the conversation. And if you're looking at growing your podcast, if you're looking at taking advantage of search engines, If you're looking at taking advantage of all the people who are looking for all the things that you talk about, this is a good option for you to do. It's automated. It's super easy. It's inexpensive. It's called Whisper Transcribe. It's got nothing to do with whispering. Just the name of OpenAI's state-of-the-art transcription technology, and I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Who did this? Black Friday and Cyber Monday, they're over this year, but the bills are coming in. How'd you make it this year? Did you spend a lot of money? Every podcaster's been there. We think adding one more thing is going to change everything for us. We're going to get more listeners, more attention. People are going to care about what we're doing if we just have this one thing. 
And sometimes new things help. But from my experience working with hundreds of broadcasters and podcasters, I can tell you firsthand that equipment itself does not make a huge difference when it comes to your success. I've talked about doing hundreds of interviews. A lot of the remote interviews that I've done are people working with very basic mics. A lot of the on-location interviews that I've done, see I'm at a trade show or something, you know the mic we use? SM58. It's a $99 microphone by Shure. It is the most popular microphone in the world. And the reason it's the most popular microphone in the world it is because it is pretty close to being indestructible. It is reliable and it has great noise rejection. So if you're on a trade show floor, a noisy environment, SM58, 99 bucks is going to get you there. It's not fancy, but it sounds great. So you do not need expensive stuff to do a great podcast. But is it nice to have a nice mic? Yeah, man. This mic that I'm using, RE20, maybe $450, $500. I don't know what it is. But even the adapter to hang it on the stand, that's over a hundred bucks. <laughs> so it isn't cheap. Does it make a big difference? No, no. You might hear the difference because your ear is going to be more tuned to that kind of thing. And by all means, look, if it makes you feel more confident, go for it, do it, but don't think you need it. Anyway, I got a funny joke about this. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. What's something that you purchased for your podcast that didn't make a bit of difference? That is my question to you. I want to know, reach out to me via Mastodon, Blue Sky, or Threads. You'll find those links, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Classified ads, things that I think will help you to grow your podcast audience, get more people to your podcast, make people care about your podcast, make more money with your podcast. Swell AI automates writing podcast summaries, articles, social posts, and more. You can manage multiple shows in one dashboard, build custom templates for each show to make the process even easier and quicker. It even connects to your Google Drive, Dropbox, and Zoom accounts. You can get started for free. It's called Swell AI. I've got that free account linked for you at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Audio Pen, the easiest way to convert messy thoughts into clear text, including podcast outlines. You just hit record and start rambling. I love it. I want to talk about this, 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 this. Oops, forgot to put this in at the very beginning. Dictate it into Audio Pen via your phone. It spits out a podcast outline for you. It is very convenient. It's called Audio Pen. You can try it for free. It's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. When you are ready, here's how I can help you even more. If you like this newsletter, you're going to love Big Podcast AMP audio monetization program. I talked about it earlier. It's a personal coaching program designed to help you do three things. One, grow your podcast audience. Two, get people talking about your podcast. Three, make more money with your podcast. And as I mentioned, there is a great community around it. You're going to instantly be connected to great podcasters that are working just as hard as you are. Don't do this alone. Get connected. You're going to learn from me and them. This is how to get more information. Bigpodcast.com slash amp. Bigpodcast.com slash amp. Thank you for listening to Build a Big Podcast. If you want to make sure that you never miss an episode, this is how to subscribe. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I've got three buttons for you. One for iPhone, one for Android. One is the RSS feed, and I've got a QR code you can scan. You don't have to touch a thing. Hands-free, baby. Scan it with your phone. Get the podcast delivered directly to your podcast app. You can listen in your car, listen to the gym. One headphone in, listen during church. I won't tell. It'll be our secret. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Go there now before you forget. Subscribe and never miss an episode. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Thank you for listening to Build a Big Podcast. Go there now, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Subscribe, and I will see you on the next episode.